and uh, we are back. We are joined right now by uh, Radio Parallax and Sac State liaison, Sarah Lynn. This is Sarah's third appearance on Radio Parallax. Welcome back to the program, Sarah. Thank you, Stephen. Um, now, I understand that you recently, for Radio Parallax, went to see Dr. Drew of the popular program Loveline at Sac State, right? Yes, yeah. He appeared in the ballroom, and let me just say for the record that uh, I looked like quite an idiot sitting in the back of the room taking notes at Loveline because I think someone even walked by me and said underneath their breath, she needs to take notes, and I was really quite <laughs> embarrassed. So it was so, fun. I felt really embarrassed. I even wrote Radio Parallax at the top of my paper so that if someone looked over my shoulder, I was cool. I was cool. So no one was sent out for like a health class or anything to cover this? No, no. I think I was pretty much the only one taking notes. Everyone was just joining in. I, I mean, we kind of know what Dr. Drew deals with on his show, but what was the thrust? Why was he there at Sac State? What, what was he doing? Apparently, we made or we asked him to make an appearance, and he just came and did a, sort of a live love line with everyone at Sac State. Now, for those of our listeners out there who don't know what love line is or who we're talking about, um, Dr. Drew Pinsky is the host of the program Love Line, which uh, encourages people to call in. It's on late at night, like midnight, I think, and later. Um, midnight to three? Midnight to three or something like that, encouraging people to call in, and he answers a lot of questions about sexual health and um, just a lot of health questions in general. Um, was that one of the focus of, of what he was talking about? Yeah, actually, well, he started off asking us a question and let everyone just interject and put their information forward and um, then we asked him questions and he had the crowd like answer back if they felt that they had a better answer than him and it was just really fun everyone in the room was just shouting out things at each other at one point so now I would assume some of the stuff that they're talking about uh, during this was a little uh, risque let's put it that way can you maybe give us a highlight without, say, getting an FCC commissioner down here? I know that's quite a challenge, but... Yes, yes, I think I can manage. Actually, um, it's really funny because while he was up there, and if someone said something too risque, if you will, he would um, say, oh, no to self, um, college is my daughter's never going to. Or no to self, <laughs> Sacramento is the place my daughter's never going to visit. So it was really funny. But um, basically what he talked about was he said that the main thing that men call in about is men, is himself and adequacy, and what women call in about is men. So we have men calling in about men and women calling in about men. So he talked a little bit about his show and then um, asked us an interesting question that took up about most of the time, which was, if hooking up is so fun, why must college students be messed up to hook up? And it was just really interesting to see what women and men answered to that question. So what was the general consensus among the audience about why this is? Well, I think um, men were trying to blame um, getting drunk on women. That, Figures. that way they could lose their inhibitions and just sleep with an ogre, I think, was one of the terms used. So nice. that was interesting. Um, really I was classy. definitely offended. And then women were trying to blame it on men that, oh, we need to be messed up because we don't want to hook up with you sober. And I, it was very interesting. It was sort of a little civil war going on between us. Well, if men are talking about men and you have women talking about men, why is no one talking about women? <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's an interesting question, and he wanted to figure that out himself. So he said that about seven, 
seven people went around and took surveys at all different colleges and asked these women what they're interested in in their social time. And the three things that they answered was friends with benefits, hooking up, and serious relationships. So all of their social options in life revolved around sex and men. So it basically brought us back to square one. Did did Dr. Drew see that as part of like a broader cultural problem? Because you hear a lot of people, you know, I mean, a lot of people see maybe attitudes like that as like part of women's lib or something. I mean, did he see that as a negative thing or a positive thing? I think he saw it as a negative thing, and so did the women. So we were trying to blame it on society pressuring us to have our lives revolve around men. Well, then what did men say about that? The men were saying that really it's the women at fault because us as women, and we agreed, are more harsh on each other, calling you a slut if you hooked up when using alcohol as an excuse and along those lines. Dr. Drew also did an interview on Insight, which uh, is on Capital Public Radio here in Sacramento. And if you're interested in hearing it, you can go to uh, capradio.org slash insight to check it out. Now, I understand that during that interview, uh, the host over there at Insight, Jeffrey Callison, brought up the issue of abortion with Dr. Drew. Did that come up at all during the his talk at Sac State? Yes, I understand that he's um, against pro-choice, So, but he didn't. He kept it strictly professional. I think one girl asked something and she was contemplating having an abortion and he said that it was up to her, so he didn't impose any of his views on her. In spite of his views on abortion, though, isn't he still in favor of things like contraception? Yes, um, very much so. He actually passed out um, individual condoms to people at the door. So um, everyone who walked through got a free condom. Looking at the picture that you're painting here for me of this lecture or whatever, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, I have to say I'm kind of surprised because when I used to listen to the show, I mean, people would call in about some pretty kind of serious and or weird sexual problems they were having. And I was I have to say I'm surprised that people would stand up in front of an audience of how many of people were there? What, like a hundred or more? Couple hundred, more, Couple hundred. a few hundred. It and, was really big. And so. talk about these things with people in the room who they know, who they're, I mean, talking about personal problems, weird, you know, growths and things. Um, yeah, actually, I was very impressed with everyone's guts. Um, one girl at the end of my row had to ask a question for her friend because her friend was so embarrassed. But, I mean, people just got up there and... Would one girl actually just started off just right off the bat with no name or anything, just, I was raped when I was 14, and then asked her question. And it was just so shocking. But, I mean, people ask a lot of um, interesting things, interesting questions, and really gutsy and not really embarrassed. Well, and people are talking about these personal things. What was the reaction from people in the audience? Um, a lot of people got laughed at. If they asked something <laughs> to... Um, Obvious, if you will, it's something that they should have already known. People, the whole crowd would just laugh at them, and I felt really bad for them. But I don't know, maybe they had no one else to talk to, and they needed to ask Dr. Drew in that giant room full of people at that time. Can you give us an example of something someone said that maybe they should have been paying attention to eighth grade health to? No? <laughs> um, actually, I mean, I wish I could. and. I've thought about it, but I don't think I can get any of the questions past the censor, so. <laughs> right, well, well, Dr. Drew can talk about these kinds of issues late at night because of a thing called Safe Harbor, which um, allows uh, radio and broadcasters to 
talk about and discuss things that normally during the day you wouldn't be allowed to. And it's a special category created by the FCC that you can be, see it's hard to explain though too, because it allows you to get away with more things, but you still can't broadcast things that are indecent or obscene. You're just granted a little more leeway. And there's a disclaimer that's usually run that says that the views expressed during this program or during this six hours, I think it's from 10 to 6 a.m., uh, do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of whoever the radio station is or whoever owns the radio station. I don't know if you've seen that before on, on broadcast television. They'll do that sometimes. Okay, well, I actually wasn't unaware of that. But that's interesting that he is allowed to talk about things like this, but we aren't. Well, maybe we actually could if this was occurring at, say, 1 a.m. or even after 10, between 10 and 6. But because of scheduling, here we are. So please write your FCC commissioner now. <laughs> Is there anything else interesting that happened during this talk that, again, you can talk about? Right. Um, well, something that struck me as um, very interesting was the amount of drug users who had complaints and questions um, for Dr. Drew. So a lot of them would ask questions like, oh, I'm having problems, da 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 because... I don't know, I used heroin for eight years, or and I've been eight years sober, and all this stuff. So a lot of the problems and questions stemmed from um, previous drug users, which I thought was interesting, so I feel as though I'm safe. How did the audience, I mean, when someone stands up there and says, oh, I was a heroin addict for X number of years, I mean, what? Well, people clap. People were, like, encouraging <laughs> if you were sober now. Like, okay. If you but were, not... like, I used methamphetamine since I was 13, but I've been clean for a couple years, then people would just clap, and they were, like, really happy for you because. But not if someone got up there and said, I'm doing methamphetamine right now. I don't. Probably a lot of I don't think anyone actually no. used the present tense, maybe because they were shy, but or didn't want to give away to everyone. No one actually wants to say that in front of everyone. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for talking to us about Dr. Drupinski and his talk at Sac State. What do you have coming up next for us here on Radio Parallax? A few days ago, I um, saw Little Miss Sunshine that was playing on campus. It's a fabulous movie, and maybe I'll come back and talk to Doug about it when he gets back from Central America. Sarah Lynn is, this is her third appearance here on Radio Parallax, and uh, we hope to hear more from you in the future. Thank you. Thank you.